Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Brett Keen from God TV Radio. I hope you're all having a blessed day out there. Before we get into this video, I need to remind you all, I do believe in God. I do believe in much of the Bible is directly from God, and some of it is from the perspective of men who engaged or experienced God. But as a noob in Christ, only being a Christian for a few years and labeling myself a theist, I have to be intellectually honest with you. There's a lot of passages in the Bible as well as the main story that confuses me. And the Bible says that God is not an author of confusion, but I've been very, very confused. And instead of a lot of Christians responding to me and answering my questions, most of them are spending their days dealing with drama and aggravation and arguments that they have with atheists. So I'm going to put this video out there, and hopefully there will be some people out there who can resolve my issues. So when I look at the main story, we should probably start from the beginning. God allegedly knows all things. This is what Christians believe, and this is what I usually go with as well. God creates his own villain. At first, he likes the guy. He calls him Satan. Some people refer to him as Lucifer. He's got a whole lot of different names, and he's found in many different religions. Apparently, this guy was given free will and somehow managed to convince all of God's angels to turn against him. Then they go through a big fall period and somehow manage to end up in hell, as well as on earth all at the same time. I'm not exactly sure how that works. But the Bible does say that God's, uh, God has Satan walking to and fro, looking for people to destroy and all that. That can be found in the book of Job. So God ends up creating this tree. And apparently, it's not so much the tree or the fruit that's the problem. It's will mankind um, make the choice to disobey God. And because mankind does this, this causes major sin in the world, death and suffering, the second law of thermodynamics, entropy, where all things fall into corruption and disorder. So all throughout this Old Testament, God is wiping out all these different tribes and commanding men to do so. And one of the major reasons he's doing it is not just because he wants to deal with evil people, but he's also trying to protect the bloodline that would eventually, thousands of years later, um, bring uh, upon us the birth of Jesus Christ to a virgin woman. And even that can be argued. Is she a virgin or is maiden a definition for something else biblically? Depends on the interpretation, depends on the Christian. We don't know how old exactly Mary was. There's a lot of theories out there for sure. But Jesus comes into the world and many Christians believe that Jesus is God in the flesh. And Jesus claims that he's come to save us, that he doesn't want anyone to perish. Although if he's God, then he already knows who's going to perish, who's going to accept the sacrifice that he's going to make. 
This is where we get into the meat of the conversation and the argument that I'm putting forth that is extremely strange and freaky to me, almost to the point of outlandish, and I have a hard time wrapping my head around it. When we look at the surface, the idea of Jesus coming to the world and teaching people how to behave and act, it's beautiful, it's sweet, it's something you would expect from a father or a god to be involved with its creation, try to teach us how to do things. But Jesus uh, shows us in the story, he represents himself as a Messiah who's eventually going to be mocked, spit on, beat up, tortured, lied upon, people are going to bear a false witness towards him, make accusations, and then in the end he gets crucified, and then three days later he resurrects himself, and then he ascends to the right hand of his father, yet somehow they're both the same entity in all this uh, involvement. Apparently God is one person, but there's three things going on at the same time. This isn't completely unusual to me because there are human beings out there who actually have multi-personalities and separate personalities that seem to have their own consciousness and their way of looking at reality or perceiving it. But it's the salvation part that really gets me. It's the saving part. So God is like, I love you and I want to save you. But then the question, if the Christian's willing to take a step back for a moment, Stop listening to the preacher. Stop listening to everything around them and just really think about what is being said here. Jesus says, I'm here to save you. Save you from what, though? This is where it gets funny. It gets weird. According to the Bible, the only one who's able to forgive your sins in the first place, as well as condemn you to an eternity to hell or annihilationism, which is what I go towards, the destruction and death of the soul, the idea is, is that God is saving you from himself, okay? Because he's the one that's going to open the trap door and drop you into the inferno, Dante's Inferno. So why does he need to die in order to save you from his own anger or wrath or vengeance? That's kind of odd. A lot of atheists have asked the question, why doesn't God just forgive people? Why go through all the fireworks, all the, this big old party where he walks around on earth for 30-something years and disappears during his young age doing all this? There's a lot of documentaries on that that are quite fascinating as well. But it's kind of odd, isn't it? It would be like uh, me being the father. I have two children. I love them. Uh, they're precious to me. But if I were to tell my son and daughter, I don't want either of you to die. I don't want either of you to suffer. And I want you to have joy and peace with me forever. And here's how I'm going to resolve the issue to make sure that you don't suffer for the bad things you've done in your life. I'm going to go walk out in the highway and allow myself to be hit by an automobile while blindfolded. While I'm on my way out into the highway to get ran over, I'm going to let a bunch of people be extremely cruel and nasty to me and call me names. These people I created, I already knew they were going to do all these things. And I also know that once I get hit by the car or the diesel or whatever banana truck an atheist is driving at the time, that afterwards I'm going to sleep for three days and then I'll just eventually get back up 
And as long as my son and daughter accept that I took a hit from a diesel, then they're going to be saved from my own anger and wrath. Do you see how weird and complicated that sounds? I guess some people wouldn't see it as very complicated, but it's unusual. I don't want you to drown, and I'm going to allow myself to drown in order for you and, and then be punished for three days, walk through hell, and then save you from my very own wrath. I don't know. It's just, ooh, you know? <laughs> I mean, what do you do with that, really? It's unusual. Now, if you think about it, it makes a little bit more sense if you were to try to argue that Jesus is a separate entity and he's got a different investment than us. But the idea that God actually created his own enemies, his own villains, and he also created the uh, negative pieces on the chessboard and uh, expects us somehow to deal with that. And the most, one of the most unusual things about it all, if I can finish it up, wrap this up, is... In order to be a Christian, by definition, you have to strive to be Christ-like. But that's exactly what the devil did, right? The devil wanted to be like God. Because if Jesus is God, and we're to be like Christ, and God is basically asking us to be like God. But Satan wanted to be God. He wanted to be like God. And that's the whole reason why he fell in the first place. It was the whole reason why he was punished. It was the whole reason he inherited the flames and the lake of fire and all the devastating outer darkness stuff that we read about in Revelation. So it's kind of odd. And I guess my last question is, is can angels and the devil find redemption? Can they even be forgiven? Or is God's wrath and judgment only limited to our souls and spirits who knows well i hope you guys enjoy the questions i do this because i enjoy a good forum opening up topics so you all can talk about it and maybe i'll learn something from it or maybe you'll just tell me to go to hell and and burn for my stupidity or what you refer to as blasphemy who knows? Who knows? Just remember I'm new at this. I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to understand and comprehend the big picture. Every damn day, to tell me what a great guy you are. All right. I used to talk to you.